My guest today is somebody I've had the pleasure of speaking with many times on the Prog Report. Of course, he's a member of many bands, including his own Neil Morse band and was the founder of Spock's Beard, who he reunited with last year at Morse Fest to perform Snow, their landmark album from many years ago, which is now being released on November 10th as a live set. Pleased to welcome Neil Morse. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Sorry about that. You know, you, hey, you know firsthand about uh, having to reboot computers in the middle of uh, shows, right? That's, that's I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know quite a bit about that. <laughs> um, so I saw online you uh, you have the the Radiant School thing going on uh, this week. I do. Yeah, what's going yeah. on with that? Oh, it's cool. I'm just uh, we spend the first day, you know, getting acquainted. Uh, setting everybody up there. Everybody has like a little writing station. And um, then I write something. I write something spontaneously and, and show them how I write and demo stuff. And so I, I recorded like a theme and then a variation of the theme, a real kind of proggy thing. And then today they're all writing their own things and I'm going around and listening and telling them what I think. And uh, is that hard if something's you know, how to judge it based on skill level, that type of thing? It's not hard, really, at all. It's, uh, it's, it's really fun. That's cool. You know, I mean, it's not my, I don't feel like it's my, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not like the guy in, in, uh, Whiplash or something, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm mainly there to like encourage them. I, I you know I tell them what I feel like is good about the piece, and I tell them what I what I'm hearing, you know that would I think would make it better, if they want to do that. You know it's their piece and it's their music and it's music is very subjective. You know that is absolutely just the coolest thing to offer uh, people that are fans of yours. That's that's really cool. Enjoy it. We have two 19 year old students from. Santa Barbara that are really, really gifted, and uh, I'm just, it's in its in my heart to try to, you know, help uh, other composers, particularly young guys like that, you yeah, know? that's awesome, man. Uh, I also saw that you were finally booked. I think everybody sort of knew it, but and was hoping to have you on the, back on the cruise. It's not a cruise without, without Mike and without you. You guys are like uh, old hats at this thing already. Um, <laughs> But uh, so you have a new album that might be out by then, or is in the works, or what's going on there? Uh, yeah, I have a new uh, singer-songwriter album. It's not a prog album. Right. It's uh, more of a pop, acoustic pop, sort of folky, sort of bluesy, a little bit. Uh, Great. It's a different Great. kind of record. You know, I would say. Be more, I don't know, more like a contemporary, almost Americana kind of singer-songwriter album. Is it like songs from November, or or not? Some a little bit. Band? It's a little different than that. Um, it's just a little more acoustic guitar oriented. Cool. And um, I don't know. You'll just have to hear it. See what you think. I'm sure. Well, I, I listen. I've I've never found anything you've done uh, to be to be bad. Uh, so. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Um, but we're here to talk about the Snow Live uh, set that's coming out. 
Um, look, I was there. It's one of the great moments of my life to have been there to witness that when you guys did it at Morse Fest. It was uh, really beyond words. Uh, so good and so um, emotional. And uh, for people that were fans of the band and love that album and, and what you guys did, uh, you know, how long did the planning for that take? I know that was something that was talked about for years. So, so how did it finally end up becoming something you guys pulled off? Well, it just seemed like it was the right time. It's like the stars aligned. Everybody had the time. Everybody wanted to do it. Um, and, you know, we just got together and did it. I mean, it wasn't... It's funny because we talked about it for many years. And Nick had tried to get everybody together to do it for a long time. I think that's why he says in his liner notes, well, it's about time. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and, um, you know, I didn't, it didn't really fit in my schedule. You know, there'd usually be something else like, well, no, it doesn't really make sense to do that right now. Um, you know, things have to be, it has to be the right season for something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like if you're in the middle of the similitude year, so to speak, it would be weird to do some other gig like right in the middle of that. Right. When the focus when the focus is all on this other thing, you know. But it seemed like there was a lull there. You know, Mike was busy doing I don't remember what. I think winery dogs. I think probably. Yeah, and so you know he, he was busy. There was just you know it was a good lull, and it seemed like the right time. And um, man, what an experience! It was amazing. So was it? A lot of, uh, like, how many months beforehand did you s decide to do it? And then you said, okay, I got to re start rehearsing this thing. And uh, was the first time the seven of you guys played it just the two days before, like when they all showed up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it, wasn't it three days before? I think everybody got there like Monday night, maybe, and we started playing on Tuesday. Right. I think we had Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to work on snow, and then Thursday night we worked on storytellers, and then Friday was storytellers, and Sunday was snow, Saturday was snow. I think that's what I remember. It was pretty tight, man. Yeah, and so everybody had to come already, probably pretty well rehearsed and 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 knowing their thing. For people that haven't seen it. Um, I don't want to ruin it too much, um, but you know, you had Jimmy and Ted take some parts that were uh, on the album. Was that a last minute decision there or already predetermined? How did that come about? That was predetermined. I don't know whose idea it was now. I don't remember, but it was a good one. Yeah, it was so cool. I don't remember if it, do it. it was Dave that suggested it or what, but, um... Yeah, that was that was part, really part of, neat. Part of the thing I think with the guys was like they didn't want to, they didn't want the other guys in Spocks to feel left out. Right. And I didn't either. And I and so when it was proposed to, you know, to do it with everyone, I thought, oh yeah, that'll be great. You know, because I've I've worked with those guys before, and I sure. just love working with them. They're great. You know, Jimmy and Ted are awesome you know ted did the transatlantic kaleidoscope tour with us and it was just so much fun and he's he's just a you know not just a great talent but a great guy to be around and 
So yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun, really. Um, you know, you you do this thing where you haven't played this album live and it'd been out for a million years. And, and, uh, on top of that, there was the pressure of, okay, now we're going to record it. We've never played it live before together. And on the very first night we're doing it, we're going to record this thing. So how was that added pressure on top of that? And how worried were you about, did it make you tighter in terms of mistakes or, or anything that, that concerned you during the, during the show? Well, I think, you know, if you can avoid that, you should. Um, <laughs> meaning, if you can, ha- you can have some warm-up gigs, it would be a lot better. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filming the, the, the end-all, you know, Blu-ray and everything on the, the first time. I mean, we didn't know it, but we got, after this was already booked and almost sold out, then they offered uh, Night of the Prague in Germany for us to do it there and so um so we wound up doing it a second time and um i have to say i think the second time was definitely more relaxed and it wasn't being filmed and right. you know there was uh it was a beautiful night over there wow we had, that was the best gig i've ever done there in at that festival i played that festival quite a few times now and that was a really 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 good one um, so yeah, it was a bit nerve-wracking. It honestly, it being filmed and uh, you know, because there's, there's no you can practice till you're, you know, you, till you turn blue. Or, right. uh, but there's nothing like performing an album. You have to perform it a couple times to really get it uh, you know, under your belt, so to speak. Well, even with similitude, I mean, I saw an early gig, right, and then I saw the last one that you did in, uh, for that, this recent Morse Fest, and th- it was flawless, right? I mean, you guys had it down probably without even thinking. Yeah, well, when, it's, when you've played it 50 times, yeah. you know, it, yeah, you, it, then, it, then it becomes a struggle to not go on autopilot. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, to I keep mean, it fresh, you know, so... You're not, you know, yeah. you're, you're Kiss playing rock and roll all night for the eight millionth time, you know. Uh, yeah. That, that's tough. Uh, the quality of the Blu-ray, the audio, the whole thing is as good as any that anyone will ever see. Um, you know, talk about getting that whole production together. And did you know after doing it that it was going to come out so good? I mean, what was your feeling when you finally saw it months later? The You know, what came out of that? I was amazed. I think uh, I think the film crew and Rich Mauser. I mean, I knew, you know, when you get stellar people, you know, you, you can count on you're going to have stellar yeah. end results. And when you have Rich Mauser at the helm, you know, at the show and doing the mix in his home studio and... Uh, and you have Thad Keston and his team, that's like 10 people or something. I mean, those guys are just first rate and just wonderful. They're all just wonderful people, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the, that, the, the audio. I mean, Rich is at this point working with you guys over 20 years, right? So um, that familiarity, right? He knows how you want things to sound and, and so on. That becomes a little easier. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I 
pleased to fly out there and sit there with him, you know, because I felt like I needed to look after things. And I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, he'll send me, I don't know, when he sent me the Snow Live thing, I maybe had three notes for the whole two hours of music. Wow, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, yeah, he's just, he's just ridiculously good and uh, always goes the extra mile to make sure that everything's, the way it needs to be and the video is that way too and uh so yeah i knew that i knew it was i was pretty confident it was going to be great by the time we were done with it so how close were any discussions about hey the seven of us this is a good band we should make a new album did that ever come at all across after this you know it didn't <laughs> that was never never discussed man I well thought... you know i was i was going right into I mean Similitude was coming out what a, only a, three months after that so that's really where my head was right. my head was already was really in the in the Neil Morse band and this was just a kind of a one off thing in a in a lull yeah. that's, that's the way it was for me and probably they sensed that anyway and they they I think that they you know are eager to continue on with their lineup and Everybody's happy. Um, so, you know, the the next, if there's going to be one, another Morse Fest, I know it usually takes a little while to sort of step back and, and look at the landscape and see if there's uh, a possibility or what to do. As, as Have the talks or discussions started about if and when or, or not? Yeah, we've, we've started to talk about it. And uh, honestly, you know, a lot of it hinges on uh, on Mike right. and you know and when he can do it and it's too early for him to tell so I put out feelers with him and I put out feelers with the venue and uh, it's still too early to tell um, it's such a great thing I mean I think it would be a shame to not do it again well it's become like summer camp for all of the these prog fans that love your music right. so um, right. you know, meeting, meeting with old friends that you hadn't seen for the last year. It's, it's, it's really become that uh, on top of, you know, also the music. Um, yes. so definitely. I know everybody wants it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The fellowship part is really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. So, uh, what are your, uh, thoughts on Sons of Apollo? Have you had, a, have you a chance to listen to it and it, this, this new I've only heard the stuff, you know, in the videos. I was, I was going to say, I need to ask Mike to send me, send me a link, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 haven't, I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole thing. That's wild. Yeah, he's got to get on there. He's got to send the copy out. Uh, you know, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, so uh, Thomas, uh, the guy who does the, all the album covers for, for Spock's Beard and had done all the ones, he did Snow, and I guess he did the for the live cover um, also. Um, you know, that's somebody also that you've used for a large majority of your album covers. What's that relationship like in working with that guy? Do you just call him up and say, here's what I'm thinking, or do you send him the music, or how close do you get to pushing him in a certain direction, or or does he just send you something? I usually just give him some kind of idea, or sometimes I don't give him anything. I don't think on this one I gave him anything. I was just like, well... If there's a way to com combine the 
original snow cover with a bunch of live photos so people know it's live. I guess that would be good. But, <laughs> yeah, no, Thomas Everhart is another one of those guys. He's just so great. You can just kind of send him. A lot of times we used to, what we used to do is just send him the album. He would listen to the music and then just come up with something. Yeah, I mean, he's done spectacular work. I don't think a lot of people know who did all those al- great album covers over the years. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I always think that's pretty cool how that stuff comes together. Um, well, cool, man. Listen, always a pleasure, as always, to talk to you. Uh, by the way, the book uh, is uh, being uh, printed now. We've started pre-orders already. So I'll definitely, well, I guess I'll get you a copy on the on the ship. Yeah, um, thank you for all your support for that. That's been great, and I'm, I'm looking forward to finally sure. getting that out. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Thank you, Roy. All right, man. Uh, be good. Good night, and uh, I'll see you soon. Have a good night, man. Take care. Bye. Thanks to Neil for the interview. You can catch him on Cruise to the Edge, February 3rd to the 8th, and Snow Live comes out November 10th, which you can pick up at radiantrecords.com. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com, follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes. Thanks. Say it again. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful.